the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation, a program providing help and information for our caregivers who are vital to the health and welfare of so many people in our community. You can hear Caregiver SOS On Air Sundays at 6 p.m. on 930 a.m. The Answer. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm indeed Ron Aaron, delighted to be here with you. Carol Zerniel is on special assignment. We dispatched her down to the Rio Grande Valley where she's doing big business, and uh, we look forward to having her back in a couple of weeks here on Caregiver SOS On Air, which means we're thrilled to have Peaches Hall with us. She is pinch hitting for Carol today. You've heard her before on Caregiver SOS On Air. Peaches is the uh, director over at the... Doris Griffin Senior Center, one stop uh, over right next to Ingram Park Mall, and she is the boss of bosses there. Prior to WellMed, Doris worked in memory units where she spent a lot of time helping out folks with dementia. She is a graduate of San Antonio, Mount San Antonio College out there in California, a school not a lot of folks hear a lot about. So, Peaches, thanks for being here. Thank you. How'd you end up at a college named after San Antonio? Just lucky. <laughs> and you majored in? Uh, aviation. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, which is uh, perfect because a lot of your seniors at the Doris Griffin Senior Center fly around a lot. Uh-huh. They're flying. They are flying. <laughs> they are. Well, I was going to, and in fact, I will take advantage of your being here and, and your experience. This program is aimed at caregivers uh, and many who... Uh, are caring for folks with a variety of disabilities, some uh, with dementia, some with uh, really very debilitating illnesses, some, you name it, they've got it. Uh, And I'm not sure that uh, caregivers are knowledgeable enough as yet about senior centers and and what they offer. So give us the 411, first of all, on uh, what the Doris Griffin Senior Center is all about. And then Wellmont, of course, has two other senior centers, the Lopez Senior Center out at Claybrook Crossing, uh, and the uh, Cisneros Senior Center uh, on the south side. Well, we're about constantly keeping moving. I, you know, Dick Van Dyke has a brand new book out this month. He's going to be 90 years old, and it's uh, entitled Keep Moving. And exactly what we do. We even have an exercise class called Get Moving. And everything is about keeping your body going, keeping your mind going, making sure you're eating healthy, thinking about things that maybe you never thought you'd have to think about. Um, finances, how many times people are, are outliving their finances. So we keep them in that right lane, looking to make sure that they're knowing everything that's going on. So we offer a lot of things, exercise classes, financial classes, computer classes, genealogy classes, uh, belly dancing classes. Really? Yes. Yes. We have just about everything. So, and then we have guest speakers that come in. We have Bert Pickle that comes in and tells everybody how the proper way to walk. We Bert have, is the uh, guru of walking here he, in San Antonio. He is that and so passionate about it. And I think what we like is the passion he brings because our seniors are very passionate about aging with a lot of noise. Uh, we don't we don't age gracefully there. We say get out and make noise. A lot of times seniors are overlooked and we say don't let that happen to you. Don't become quiet. Make sure that people hear you. And so we're very noisy at the Doris Griffin Center. Um, there's so many options. There, are, the, What we try to do is offer it to people so that there's something that that lights their spirit. You may not want to take a formal class in exercise, but you may like being on the treadmill, the elliptical. And even the machines themselves are geared so that they will, they'll boost that passion, whatever it is. You may want to know how fast you've walked or how many calories you've burned or where your heart rate is. We can find all those things that make it exciting for you and, and fit it that way. Or you may just want to be excited by Zumba. And uh, if you haven't tried Zumba, that really will get your heart going. <laughs> yes. Yes. So for the caregiver, this program aimed at caregivers, mm-hmm. uh, the Senior Center is obviously a great place for them. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the care recipients? 
people they're taking care of. You know, it's kind of a a new thing for a lot of the kids that are taking care of the parents. They never thought they were going to have to do this. And for whatever reason, whether it is memory loss or maybe it's the health has declined, maybe it's Parkinson's, maybe it's a heart issue, whatever it is, they never thought they were going to have to. So now they're thinking, where do I go? What are the resources? How do I how do I do this? How do I juggle my family and my parents at the same time? And sometimes they are juggling the mom and the dad. So we do have classes that are there. Caregiver SOS has the classes that are so helpful. Uh, Joy has a, has a class for caregivers talking about you may not need a caregiver, but you may be a caregiver, or you may have somebody that you know that is a caregiver. Somewhere out there, it's going to touch you, um, and for f- so many different reasons, but you are just the deer in the headlights. When it happens to you, when it happened to me, you know, I ran dementia units for many years, and when it happened to me, it was a very new experience. What happened to you? Uh, my dad was diagnosed. My stepfather was diagnosed with dementia, and um, there are five of us siblings. And because I was the only one in the business, um, then everybody turned towards me. So, you know, and I did it long distance. You know, every, everything about it was not convenient. Thanks, Dad. You know, you, you just, the whole disease is not predictable, not convenient, everything. So it is so darn stressful. And I, I've seen people, even today, um, we had somebody that we had to sit down with because they were so sure that Dad fit the, the bill of the center. This was going to be great. And, you know, I get it. I would think, all right, I, want, I see all these healthy seniors. My dad's behind the eight ball on this, not doing well, in a wheelchair, can't do it for himself. But if I put him in this environment, he's going to go and snap back to old dad. And so that's our job is to sit down and say, this is probably not the right environment right now. Let's get him healthier. And if that does work, then we'll take him back when he's able to be in this environment. That would be a tough conversation. Oh, very tough. And then yet... There's about halfway through that conversation, you saw the look in the daughter's eyes where I knew this was happening, but I couldn't say it. It just wasn't feeling right to say it. I felt like I gave up on him. So we kind of we kind of guide them from the not giving up, but doing what's best. And so I, you know, you have to say sometimes this might be the best he gets. Now, if you've just joined us, that's Peaches Hall. I'm Ron Aaron. Peaches is pinch hitting a Peaches pinch hitter today for Carol Zerniel, who is on special assignment. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air at 9:30 a.m. The answer. And we want to remind you, podcasts of all of our shows are available. If you want to share something you have heard on one of our shows, grab the podcast, and you can certainly share that with a friend, a neighbor, a family member. Now, we're talking about Senior Centers. Doris is the director of the uh, Doris. Peaches is the director of the Doris Griffin Senior Center over on 410 at Ingram Park Mall. And, Doris, we're talking about accessing the Senior Center uh, as a place for caregivers. Now, you are not a mommy day out place. You, you're no. not a drop them off and leave them if they can't Mm-mm. function and care for themselves. Right. And I, that's probably what you saw in this uh, gentleman you were uh, talking to his daughter about. Yes, and sometimes um, they can decline in the wrong environment. So if, they, if the, the building is just moving so much faster than they can keep up with. They're not going to make friends. They're not going to socialize. They're sitting in one place. And it's not that people are ignoring or not socializing. They're there being busy. So he can get passed off. And what he's looking for is that socialization. So we did some recommendations to put him in a a community that would be better set for him. And his depression will probably lift and he will become very social within that, his his own arena. Now, the beauty of the uh, Wellmet Senior Centers, some in cooperation with the city, but Wellmet involved in all three and more on the way. Uh, they're free. You don't charge folks uh, for attendance. You don't charge folks uh, for participation in, in your classes. Mm-hmm. It's exactly right. We don't know money, you know, passes hands. It, it's kind of funny when we do tours. Every door we go by and explain something else we do, it's like that dollar commercial where there's, and so how much? So it's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. But we say, Nothing. It's free. It's free. It's free. And it's really hard sometimes because people are like, how can this be free? I work there. I run it. I'm the same way. How can this be happening? It's so great. Well, thanks to the generosity uh, uh, of Wellman Medical Management, the Wellman Charitable Foundation, and the city of San Antonio in Mm -hmm. in many of these uh, facilities. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just amazing. 
back to the caregiver who is caring for someone uh, who uh, may not have dementia or may mm-hmm. just be at the beginnings of dementia. Mm-hmm. Is the senior center a place where they can go? You know, we make that assessment one-on-one. When somebody comes and it may be um, that they're not, they're not to the point where they can't come in and care for themselves, they may, we just have to redirect them a little bit. But when we see that they need more help, then we say, bring that same, your loved one in, but bring them in with the caregiver. Because we don't want them injured. We don't want them to fall into that place where they're not socializing, where they're skipping their meal, and that's the purpose that they're coming for. So we want to make sure that they're getting the full benefit. So it might be that it's just they have to come with the caregiver. Now, you serve hot lunches Monday through Friday. How does that work? Do. Um, again, free. It's wonderful. It's a, a, amazing. The lunch is at 1130, and it is the a third of the daily requirements. Um, it's they're low in fat, low in sugar, low in salt, high in taste. Uh, they're just d- done wonderfully, and I'm amazed. But they, they're prepackaged, and they bring them in every morning, and 1130 we serve them. It's done by the city of San Antonio. Mm. Uh, actually, it's done by Cel Rico. And San, the city of San Antonio For is... For the w- city. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just a great program. We're up to about 170 meals a day in our community. And when you opened uh, just a couple of years ago now, it's mm-hmm. like yesterday you opened the facility. Oh, yeah. Opened it in January. Yeah, with no members. Mm-hmm. And where are you now? We're at uh, over 3,000. Wow. Yeah. So it... Amazing, And not everybody takes advantage of the meal, nor needs to. Some people just come in and exercise in the morning. Some come in the afternoon. But about 170 are eating now. When do you open? We're open at 7 o'clock in the morning, and they're at the front door. It used to be Mervyn's, and they still say, open, open, open. (laughs) And there you go. Yes. And close? Close at 4 in the afternoon. Now, you were experimenting with later hours or not? We did. We experimented during the summer when people are kind of babysitting their grandkids, and we thought maybe they wouldn't have the opportunity. We didn't want them to lose the connections and the friends they had made, so we opened later hours during the summer. And how did that work out? It worked out well. Um, they were exercising to the last second. Wow. Mm-hmm. Back to uh, how you can help counsel folks uh, on how their care recipient is doing, or it doesn't even have to be someone with a caregiver mm-hmm. yet. Uh, if you have someone who's a member uh, who comes in who doesn't seem to be doing uh, as well, and you eyeball everybody uh, all day, every day when they come in, uh, how do you handle a situation where someone appears to be spiraling down? You know, many times it's just being direct and being honest with the family. If you are, you know, they know. They they don't want to know, but they know. It's hurtful. Who wants to know your mom or your dad's doing this? But they know. So it's an honest, open conversation. How do you begin that conversation? Uh, you know, we have... And I want to talk to you about Roland. He's just not doing as well as he used to be. Mm, yeah. What I usually do is call and, <laughs> and say, we'd like to talk to you about Ron. Um, and what we do is we bring them in and have the conversation open and honest. And sometimes we just say, we're noticing a decline. We'll talk more about that and talk more about what the symptoms may be. Based on your experience working in memory units, I'm Ron Aaron. Peaches Hall, pinch hitting for Carol Zernio today. Roland Ruiz on the controls. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer. Those of us who are eligible for Medicare know all too well it's difficult and confusing to navigate the maze of rules and regulations, but now there's good news. The Medicare Information Centers brought to you by WellMed provide all the information Medicare-eligible people may need on Medicare and Medicare Advantage health plan options, preventive health care, health topics, government-sponsored Medicare savings programs, and a whole lot more, and there's no cost for the service. The Medicare Information Centers by WellMed are your one-stop, go-to resource for everything you need to know about Medicare and various other resources. Remember, open enrollment begins October 15th and continues through December 7th. Hey, don't do it alone. If you don't understand something, ask for help. It's available at no cost. Call 877-813-3134 for more information about open enrollment and for your appointment at one of seven Medicare Information Centers in San Antonio, 877-813-3134. And have I got great news for you. Right now, as we speak, there are folks standing by at the Medicare Information Center to take your phone call. This is a free service provided by WellMed, and if you call now, they can help you find uh, and access the kind of help you need during open enrollment. 
for Medicare eligibility. Call 877-813-3134. We are rocking along on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Along with our co-host today, our guest co-host, Peaches Hall, who is sitting in for Carol Zerniel, who is on special assignment. Uh, we're talking about uh, in Peaches' other life when she's not helping with the radio show. She is the director of the Doris Griffin Senior Center, the one-stop center uh, over on 410 at Ingram, uh, where they provide all kinds of help and services for over 3,000 members, a free service underwritten by WellMed Medical Management, WellMed Charitable Foundation, and the city of San Antonio. So, Peaches, hmm? uh, you have someone who may be uh, declining. And, of course, as people age, the risk of dementia becomes greater and greater. Not everyone, knock wood, he says, mm-hmm. mostly to himself, <laughs> who ages, not everyone develops dementia, but many do. They do. You know, I think the statistics now are um, 13% of the population by the time they're 65 um, will show signs of this. And then, of course, that's going to get stronger and stronger as the age increases. So, you know, if you figure uh, that you could have that much of a percentage in, in a center that is 60 and over, we're going to see that. So we do see that. And we do say, talk to the families and say either we saw a decline or we see. Well, tell me what you're seeing so that. Uh, one of your staff members mm-hmm. may say to you, you know, I'm worried about um, Mr. Jones. And right. He, here's what I'm seeing. Well, um, Mr. Jones, when he first got here, we would say, Mr. Jones, your family's not coming till 3, but we'll let you know. Come on back. So now it's been a few months later, and Mr. Jones says, my family's coming to get me now. We go, no, because it's now only 1030 in the morning instead of 3 in the afternoon. And so we're saying no. And he goes, yes, yes, I'm, go- I'm going outside. Well, Mr. Jones, come here because we can't keep them in, and we're not always sure that we're going to have somebody at the front to catch them walking out. Um, we see that there's a change that when we do remind him, he becomes um, agitated. agitated, and we see a change in his personality. And so because he's confused, that's difficult for him. He's probably not remembering where he really is, and he's probably maybe at a point where he doesn't even remember who's supposed to get him. So that's consuming his whole day. And so we do talk to him about it and say there are times in the day where we see this changing. And the families, as you said, deep down they know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's probably happening at home. They're probably sundowning. You, sundowning sun, means? Um, right about sun sundown, you see a change in the personalities. They're packing. They're bundling, putting things in piles and putting them in the drawer. You may go into your family's bedroom and find packets, lots of packets of Sweet and Lows or, you know, last week's all the banana peels or something, you know, and they're stuck in the drawer um, called, you know, they bundle. Um, or at, at uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you may see a change in the personality where they're moving things. All the furniture is getting moved in the house. Or they're packing. Packing is a big one, too. Um, you know, Literally in a suitcase packing. Yes. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. Because now they may be living with the daughter and the son, but they're saying, I'm going home. I'm, I'm, I'm just visiting here because they haven't remembered their coming. But now they want to go where they're familiar. So they're going home. And the kids may say, oh, they're going back to you know East San Antonio when in reality he may be thinking he's going back to Brownsville. So it you, depends on how much it's the dementia has I heard a story like that uh, from uh, folks who uh, run one of the local memory units. I wrote an article for Real Magazine that's mm-hmm. in the current issue of Real Magazine, the October issue, uh, talking about services for those who have dementia across Bear County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one of the people who run a, a really very, very nice memory unit, but they're expensive, uh, told the story about how a uh, woman's dad was there, and, and she kept saying, you know, he says he wants to, you know, wants to come home. He used to live with mm-hmm. her, and she finally got permission to take him home for the day, uh, but that's not what he meant. Right. He meant to go home, as you were saying, to mm-hmm. Arizona, wherever he mm-hmm. was from, mm-hmm. uh, and they had to explain to her that, uh, mm-hmm. that that's really what he's talking about. Yeah. We had um, four ladies that lived in the dementia unit that I had that <laughs> were so much fun, but about 4 o'clock they were all like, we're going and we want you to take us right now. We're, we need to go. And I'd say, well, have you packed? And they were like, no, why would we need to pack? Well, let's make a bus trip out of this. Why don't we stop at Vegas? But you'll have to have a formal and a bathing suit. So they were like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of work. So by the time we talked about everything we were packing, they go, can we just leave tomorrow because now we're tired? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I like that. 
They also told me, and I'm sure you've seen this, a wonderful story at this retirement facility, a uh, memory unit, uh, folks with Alzheimer's, uh, where one day a uh, uh, brand-new automobile pulls up in front, uh, and salesman gets out of the car, comes inside, and uh, holding the keys, say, hi, Mr. Jones's automobile. Mm-hmm. And the woman behind the reception desk said, did you not read the sign when you pulled in yeah. the driveway? <laughs> So it was a guy who called, and they have access to phones there. They don't have cell phones because everybody picks up everybody else's cell phones. Mm-hmm. So they do have the old-fashioned dial phones, all mm-hmm. the push button. Mm-hmm. And he had called the dealership and bought a brand-new Chevy, mm-hmm. uh, which he had room on his credit American card. Express Gold mm-hmm. credit card, put it on his credit card, mm-hmm. uh, and his car had arrived. Yeah. Yeah. And they arranged to get it yeah. credited back to his credit card. Yes, and they do share the phones. They share more than the phones. I remember one day coming up to Mr. Jones and saying, Mr. Jones, those are not your teeth, are they? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yes. Well, they said with phones, they all look alike. And yeah. I guess with teeth, they all sure. look alike. Sure. That's yeah, pretty they, funny. They used to do what I call shopping. They'd go into everybody's room and kind of, oh, See this what's is there. nice. I like this. Yeah. Wow. Well, nothing you can do about that. No. No. No, I like it when they find a family picture and they go, oh, look, these are my kids. And, you know, they're not, and you're like, wow, you have a big family. Yeah, and a nice looking family. They don't look anything like you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As people begin uh, uh, to spiral down, and it's mm-hmm. it's going to happen if you have dementia, especially mm-hmm. if you have Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Uh, a senior center is not for you. No, it, you know we're off of a, a parking lot that's busy, so you step right off of the step, and there's the street. You know, there's the street, and then you get to the parking area. So it's a it's dangerous, but also it's confusing, and you can start to be shunned because you know all of a sudden you notice this person's wearing the same thing every day. Or you know, they go over and sit down with a group of people that no one knows, and they, you know, they're not understanding the conversation that's going on. And so l- slowly but surely, they start to back up and don't come to lunch. They sit in the social area and just sit there, and that depression starts to get larger and larger. So they're in an environment that's not as healthy for them as it should be. And in a memory unit, why is the environment better? Oh, well, because everything is geared in different uh, times. You know, like your activities are 20 minutes long. They come and get you. They sit with you. They talk to you about it. They remind you about toileting. Um, all of those things ha- happen that for people who have memory loss are very important. I, I was, uh, you mentioned hygiene. Uh, <clears throat> I'm wearing a black T-shirt at the moment. Uh, and uh, my wife the other day said, you know, I hate to say this, but You've worn the same T-shirt for four days. I said, Gina, I have five T-shirts this color. (laughs) So I do change my shirt. But that is an issue. Yeah, it is. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's so many signs that we can see. Um, Talking with the family is is a hard thing at first, and there are tears that are involved. Uh, And I'll tell you, it is amazing because the members themselves will come and talk to me and say, I am sensing some memory loss. I, you know, in themselves. I, yes, and they're uncomfortable. So I'll say, this is the time you talk to your doctor, get a neurologist, and let's go from here. You know, it, it could be that it's something else. It could be something else, but you need to know. So this is where we start doing that exploring. Or I have members that come in and say, um, I'm noticing a little depression, and I'm not sure why. Um, or just s- many things. Or sometimes they'll come to me with some signals, and I'll say, that might be a little depression, you know, and then we can work on that. So in this Aging Mastery class that I'm telling you about. Tell us what Aging Mastery it, is. It's a 10-week course um, that we are teaching um, at the centers. It's being taught right now at three centers in San Antonio. And it's this 10-week course, it's an hour every once a week. Um, but it talks about these kind of things. It talks about medication management, where some of your vegetables and fruits and herbs and all the other things that you have in your diet could be affecting you, and and you don't know. It it talks about um, finances. Sometimes you can be, you know, you start looking at your finances and you're thinking to yourself, if I do need extra help in the future, ha- have I prepared for this? Do, you know, have I prepared for my pre needs? We we are very, you know, we're really upfront about talking about getting your funeral plans in order. There's a lot of people that haven't thought about doing that. And luckily, we have uh, resources that people come to us and we do a heck of a cremation. <laughs> we, can, we have a really good price on that. So that is so helpful to you. It's amazing because it takes the pressure off thinking I'm going to leave that to my kids. 
My mother used to say, uh, she lived till she was 91, she used to hmm. say, hey, look, if I drop dead here, just put me in a rowboat, take me out in the Lake Erie, and drop me off the side. We don't and she have a was rowboat. serious. <laughs> yeah. But my brother and I weren't about to row her out into Lake no, Erie. No, it, it's, uh, it's a challenge. Yeah. And a lot of folks don't want to talk about mm-hmm. uh, what is that end-of-life scenario and exactly. those decisions. Exactly. And I'll give you one example. My dad died. He'd had dementia. Mm-hmm. We knew he was going. My mother knew he was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he died. One of the greatest phone calls ever when he passed away. I'm in San Antonio. She's in Cleveland. I'm driving along and my cell phone rings. And then it wasn't against the law to answer your cell phone in your automobile. I answer the phone. And here's what I hear. Ronnie, it's your mother. Your dad's dead. <laughs> she didn't really believe in softening the story. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was true. He, mm-hmm. he, he died. Do you know the older we get, the easier that is to talk about? So if we have uh, sibling, if we have kids of the center listening right now, and they're like, oh, "I can't," it's so much easier for us to talk about it. I had a lady that I it was tell in me about a, in just a minute because right. we're going to come right back to you. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. Brought to you by the WellMed Charitable Foundation. I'm Ron Aaron. She is Peaches Hall, pinch hitting for Carol Zerniel. Where do you hear us? On 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Thank you for riding along with us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Along with Peaches Hall, who is pinch hitting for Carol Zerniel, where we are brought to you by... The WellMed Charitable Foundation, right here on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And we're talking about uh, senior centers, the kind of services that are available. And if you're a caregiver, how a senior center can play a major role in trying to provide help and growth for your care recipient. Uh, Peaches, I think it is important to point out, and we'll get back to your story in a minute, but mm-hmm. not everyone who has a caregiver has dementia. Right. And many have uh, other issues where uh, they certainly could go to the senior center without difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we we have people sometimes that come in there in a wheelchair. Um, maybe they can't transfer their own um, for different reasons, have to have a caregiver. But we have people with um, disabilities that come and need no help at all. They are just as strong and as fit and as keen and amazing as can be. And you had mentioned earlier Caregiver SOS uh, mm-hmm. w- which is available at your senior center and at others mm-hmm. uh, that are operated by Wellmet Charitable Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- what kind of services does Caregiver SOS provide? They're pretty amazing. Um, just the emotional support, number one, that they give you. Uh, you're not alone. You're not the only one out there. And you f- do feel that at times. You, s- it, you see it that um, I see caregivers come in so overwhelmed, and they are the only ones that are taking care of their family and their parents and now if that's the only person who's taking care of everybody and they get sick everybody's in a pickle so we try to give them resources how to help that how to keep it so that they can hold their family together and again there's no charge for no no SOS. none none and joy does a great job she comes in uh she has two programs a month at the doris center and she does a great job of being able to counsel people to you know they're grieving that you know talks to them works through them with them it, it they're it's great yeah, and joy has told the story and i've heard her tell it it's a wonderful story mm-hmm. where she will say to somebody uh, who, who obviously needs help uh joy mcqueen will say uh, how are you doing mm-hmm. and the answer always back is no one ever asks me that yeah and the answer is i'm not doing well and then she goes through four boxes mm-hmm. of kleenex and gets it all out and they're mm-hmm. better mm-hmm yeah, and she does that, you know, twice a month. Maybe that same person needs to break down twice a month. How are you doing? The answer is I'm not doing well, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's challenging. Oh, my gosh. And and for the folks who are looking for that kind of help, uh, you will, as you said, do an assessment if you're a caregiver mm-hmm. uh, and you think maybe the person you're caring for would benefit from especially the socialization mm-hmm. uh, at the senior center. Right. Right. Uh, Bring them in, make an appointment, come on in, or, or do you not need an appointment? You don't need an appointment. Um, I, you know, I'll tell you, and we will help anybody that we can. We have we had a call the other day from somebody who was a 31-year-old male that was in a, a motorcycle accident, head injury, and they were devastated, didn't know it. So we started digging and found resources. 
31 and uh, mm-hmm. was he wearing a helmet when he had the accident? No. I don't understand people who don't wear helmets. I know. It's crazy. It crazy. Is. Yeah. Aren't you a motorcycle rider? I was trying to remember. That's what I thought. You wear a helmet? <laughs> You're shaking your head. Yes, yes. I am. This is radio. You have to yeah. talk. <laughs> I have a friend, uh, a guy named Alan Pollock. Uh, for a while, I drove a little Honda uh, just for kicks. And uh, he came over the day I got it, and he had a watermelon. And he held the watermelon at the height of my head and dropped it on the sidewalk. And, of course, it split mm. open. And he said, that's your head. Absolutely. That's, and so this man has a two-year-old child. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so. Who happens to be 31. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. So we we will find resources even though that was not part of our center. Right. We just don't turn people away. If they need something, we're going to make phone calls and see what we can do. You love what you're doing? Yeah. No kidding. And they pay me. Gosh. <laughs> people say, well, what is it you do, Peaches? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I just have I just have the best fulfilled day that I can even imagine. Five days a week, Monday Five days Friday. a week, yeah. And I work with these wonderful, and you know, I'm not just an employee there. I am a member. So they are my peers, too. And it's just great working with people who have such a joy and zest for life. They are not done. Don't count them out. Tell me about the staff. Who, who works at these centers? Um, you know, we're just an eclectic group of crazy people. Um, we're half the city of San Antonio, so my counterpart is Victor Ayala. Um, he's the calm, soft-spoken one that works there. I'm the other half of that mess. Um, we have two people at the front desk, one from the city and one from uh, WellMed. We have um, somebody who works in our um, dietary, and that's run by the city. So Sonia takes care of the food. We have a bus driver who's just amazing. We have um, maintenance guys who are great. But, you know, on any given day, we usually only have about five or six people in a 33,000-square-foot wow. building. And somehow we do it, but we all juggle. <laughs> They said bus driver. Is there transportation? There is transportation within a five-mile radius. It's free. We can't always say as soon as you come in, we'll work you in. We try to. It's on a wait list. But, you know, it always works out one way or another, and we're able to take a lot of people in and out. So you bring them home, pick mm-hmm. them up too? Pick them up, yep. And and the meal is an amazing meal for nothing, for zero cost, and it runs the city's about $6.18 a meal. Now, we always take donations. We're happy to take donations for the activities and mm-hmm. also for the meal. What other projects uh, and activities are you involved in? I know you've got a competitive uh, table tennis team. Um, we have an aggressive everything kind of in the world team. They are a they are the most competitive people I've ever met. I love that because that's such energy, and I think energy creates energy. We have um, a men's and a women's pool tournament. Um, they have their own league there. They pool ha- as in p- billiards. billiards. Mm-hmm, yeah, and th- yeah, they're big on it. Um, we have a volleyball um, team. It's chair volleyball, and if you think that's for weenies, you need to come and try it because you are using nothing but core. If you're sitting down and you're reaching from side to side, that and that's what we talk about, core exercise. So we have that. We have a great group that are walkers. We just finished doing a 5K. Um, we're getting ready to do the Wicked Walk on uh, the October the 30th at Obi Schnabel. We're um, and we get together. That's Obi Schnabel Park out on IH10. Yes, mm-hmm. and there. So we're getting ready to do that. We have a group of mobbers. We flash mob. So we're working on our new routine right now. Um, we have. Uh, In fact, you told us funny story. You did a flash mob. At Ingram Park Mall, you weren't sure how everything would work out or how they'd react. And the mall management loved it so much they've invited you back. Yeah, they have. They're great. They're great. Yeah. We're we're hoping that the Spurs <laughs> will, will invite us. We're sending letters now. so we're <laughs> To do a, a, a mob, flash mob at a Spurs game. At anywhere. <laughs> just <laughs> Anywhere. Wait. Yeah, just tell us. We'll be there. So. I like that. Yeah. So they're, they're so full of energy, and it's just amazing to be in that energy. It really is. So if you have a parent out there that's 60 years old, now we do have people who try to sneak in early. Oh. Uh, yeah. We've had a few that are, you know, 56, 57, try to You check ID. On. We do check ID, and I tell them, just wait. It'll get here soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hurry. That's interesting. They want to be there. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? 
It's great. Uh, of the members you have, the, the the stories and the background and history of some of these people must be incredible. Oh, my gosh. You just can't even imagine. We're excited because we're getting ready for Veterans Day, so we're, we're going to start collecting pictures of them when they were active duty. And we can't wait to see that because we have, you know, just from every branch in there. But, yes, people have done everything, and it's just amazing. How do you get their stories? You, just ask. Yeah, they love to talk about it. My gosh, yeah. They are the yackityest people. I love it. And, and again, back to the caregiver who mm-hmm. is looking for uh, something to uh, provide more interest and excitement in the life of the care recipient. Mm-hmm. Uh, just try it out. Yeah. What can you lose? You know, what can you lose? If nothing else, you'll know if that if that member, that family member is ready for that center, uh, whether they think that they're just too shy and they can't come in. It's amazing. We've had that before where they go, my mom will probably come in and just sit and maybe watch bingo. And then they come and pick them up and they're like, where's mom? Uh, she's zumba You know, so she's all over the place. She's now volunteering at the front desk or she's volunteering in the kitchen area that you just can't believe how, how – the spark it puts into them. And often it's the kids' uh, expectations for their parents. Oh, yes. And getting back to the their end of life, when um, the families will say, oh, please don't talk about that. I don't want to. I had that experience because I was talking about it with my son about somebody else. And he said, well, Mom, when that comes, he said, I'm going to take you home with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, I don't want to live with you. Don't do that. So you have to make your needs known. And you were saying that uh, older folks are often comfortable talking about very much so, very much so. I remember when I worked in a assisted living, and I had lost a, a lady that lived there. I was very close to, and I was so taken back and very tearful. And the ladies came up to us, and they go, "It's okay, and we're all right with this. We don't even buy our bananas green anymore." <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a story in the New York Times uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, about folks living in a retirement community uh, who, who were very upset because uh, the community didn't share uh, when one of the uh, uh, residents passed mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. wouldn't say anything. They'd mm-hmm. sneak them out a back door. Yeah, not good. You don't agree with that? No, I don't. In fact, we were very fortunate when I was in Florida and had an 11-story um, unit there. Um, we had a chapel in there, and we had a service, whether it was a full service or it was just where they would come and we'd talk about the person, you know. As a way to remember them. Oh, absolutely. L- launch balloons, do the whole thing. Yeah. Now, you haven't been there long with the uh, Doris Griffin Center, but you probably have had a member or two who have passed away. Not yet. Not How will yet. you deal with it when it happens? Um, we'll make noise. That we're loud. We will make noise. Make and noise. celebrate. Mm-hmm. We will, yes, celebrate the life of that person because everyone in there has done so much. Yeah. Uh, there must be members who are, you know, like anything else. High school, there was the favorite. Mm-hmm. Senior center, there's the favorite. <laughs> Let me think. Yeah, no, I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had, in in terms of participation, uh, folks who have recommended new activities, new programs? Oh, yes. That you've adopted? Yes. Uh, Well, uh, earlier I mentioned the belly dancing because I thought, oh, no, that would never. And it's packed. You can't get in it. Really? Packed. Mm Mm-hmm. So then they came to me and they said, we want a more aggressive form of exercise. Can you do more aggressive? So now we're doing weight training and we're doing boxing and we have step aerobics. So nobody thinks of a senior center with that. Pole dancing is coming soon? Probably. (laughs) If you want more information on the Doris Griffin Senior Center by Ingram Park Mall, where do they go? Um, You know, they can give us a call. We're at 210 780 Seven four 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 seven eight zero seven four 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 seven four 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 seven four four four. That's an easy number. It is. Or just stop by. Stop by. Get your application. It just takes you know a couple minutes, and you're filled it out. You, we give you a little um, card that it's your membership card, and every day you come in and just swipe it in and put down what you're going to do, and you go on your way. Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lunch at 11.30. Peach Assault, thank you. Look forward to uh, reaction. If you have some comments on this show, email radio at wellmed.net, radio at wellmed.net. 
For Peaches Hall and Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. We will talk with you in just a couple of moments with Dr. Jamie Heisman for Take 10. Those of us who are eligible for Medicare know all too well it's difficult and confusing to navigate the maze of rules and regulations. But now there's good news. The Medicare Information Centers brought to you by WellMed provide all the information Medicare-eligible people may need on Medicare and Medicare Advantage health plan options, preventive health care, health topics, government-sponsored Medicare savings programs, and a whole lot more. And there's no cost for the service. The Medicare Information Centers by WellMed are your one-stop, go-to resource for everything you need to know about Medicare and various other resources. Remember, open enrollment begins October 15th and continues through December 7th. Hey, don't do it alone. If you don't understand something, ask for help. It's available at no cost. Call 877-813-3134 for more information about open enrollment and for your appointment at one of seven Medicare Information Centers in San Antonio, 877-813-3134. And we have good news for you. Right now, we have folks at the Medicare Information Center who are ready for your phone call. And there's no charge for this service. Give you all the information you need on open enrollment and uh, Medicare Call 877-813-3134, 877-813-3134. They are there right now waiting for your phone call. Well, we're so pleased you stuck with us and are joining us now for Take 10 which follows each of our Caregiver SOS programs. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Peaches Hall, who is pinch-hitting for Carol Zerniel. And our very special co-host joins us from Florida, Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known expert on caregiving and addictions. Uh, Dr. Jamie, nice to have you with us. Always good to be here, Ron. Always good to be here. One of the topics that uh, is a real tough one for many families uh, is that end-of-life discussion. Uh, a discussion that very often you leave it till it's too late and you decide uh, what happens to your care recipient, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa. Uh, you make that choice. But doesn't it make more sense if it's possible to get them involved in that decision-making? You know, Ron, to me, the, the, the issue is never how do we tell somebody else what to do, when to do it, and, and impose our will. I know that that's often what caregivers believe is that we get to a certain point in time and time to talk to mom or dad about end-of-life issues, and, and that's just the way it goes. But to be frank with you, it's somewhat insulting sometimes to the loved one that we're taking care of that all of a sudden we're talking about this issue. To me, end-of-life issues are real issues that should be discussed at the beginning of life and should be discussed during our, our lives with our families, and it should be discussed, you know, anytime and, and everywhere. But most importantly, most importantly, we should begin that, that discussion with ourselves first. Now, one of the things Peaches uh, had said to me in a uh, program when we had a similar discussion uh, was that, you know, older people don't really mind talking about end of life, Peaches. They don't. And if we make sure that we have that conversation when it's less emotional, when when it's not that it is so close to the end of life, but it is just a conversation you have with your family, it's much easier, and then you're not buying the gold-filled casket. I, I totally agree with Peaches. I think that when you take this entire issue... Take the aspect of the fear, the false evidence appearing real, the mm-hmm. acronym, out of it. Um, we can then begin in, in somewhat of a Buddhist sort of way, mm-hmm. not to be too happy, not to be too sad. Meaning, you know, this is a part, a beautiful part of, of life. It's part of the life cycle. It might, you know, we, we grieve and we lose things all along our lifetime. Um, and so it's important, obviously, to grieve the losses. But for us to understand you know, death and dying, or be able to speak about it with somebody else, my personal feeling is we really have to be comfortable with the topic ourselves. And I think when the family member does that for themselves, they 
put their pre-needs in order. It's amazing. As many funerals as I've been to that the family will come up and they go, isn't that just like mom? She planned everything, even the speech, even this. And they, they, joy, they were joyful about it. They were like, mom had the control. She did it. And it takes that terrible responsibility off the kids. But Jamie, you know, what, that, that leads me to my favorite sort of tool, if you will. I, I speak at the ARP conference speeches. I, I know Ron does a, a good deal pretty much every year. And one of the presentations I do is on the five wishes. And, and to me, the five wishes is, is a powerful, powerful program that really talks about, and, and teaches, I'm sure, can do better justice to this, who runs the Senior Center, about advanced directives, about healthcare surrogacy, about decisions we make end of life that would allow us our dignity and allow us our choice all the way up to the end. And so the, the beauty of the Five Wishes, which is written in both English and Spanish, it's available mm. everywhere pretty much for free and online. Wow. And what does it do for you? Well, it, it's a great way of communicating to a loved one exactly how you want to actually accept and, and if you will, surrogacy or, 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 you know, having somebody represent your wishes when you cannot represent them yourself. It's about choosing people in your lives that can make medical decisions, that can make financial decisions, spiritual decisions. Um, the Five Wishes is a, is a pretty extensive form. And, again, I really, really ask everybody to go to it um, or just Google the Five Wishes. I just it did, and it, it comes right up. Human Service Director in Florida. It was a friend of mine named Jim Tui. And you'll probably find, I think the website is called agingwithdignity.org. But go ahead and don't take my word for it. Just Google the five wishes. I just did, and it's uh, it's five bucks. That's awesome. I, I Well worth the $5. That's great. And we at the Senior Center say that we age loud. Meaning? So, Peaches, mm-hmm. do, you, um, do you accept, uh, obviously, I'm going to ask you the question now. Since sure. you have so many seniors and you see so many pass through mm-hmm. uh, your center, do you ever ask caregivers themselves uh, not to think about their loved one, and have they personally, as a caregiver, thought about filling out the five wishes for themselves and the family members first? No, I haven't had that, but I have seen some confusion in understanding what all the the end of life has is wrapped around, uh, like n- not knowing the difference between getting a POA before they have memory loss and not understanding about guardianship and that kind of a thing. So no, I have, but I haven't had the the conversation with the uh, the younger part of the family. I think anybody over the age of eighteen. I just saw this tragic story of a, a car crash around the corner here of of, of college students. Mm-hmm. But anybody over eighteen is is ideal to really dive into the five wishes. I agree. Um, I know we use it for end of life, but once again, if a caregiver can become what I call the corrective emotional experience mm-hmm. for their loved one, meaning mm-hmm. they actually go through the entire process, ask their loved one mm-hmm. to help them fill out the five wishes, don't you believe it to be contagious to the person they care for as well to say, wow, you're doing it, yeah. why not me? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the more you talk about it, the easier it is. Um, we had a cremation company come in and explain a, a, all about it, and they had great rates, and it was amazing. It was like they were at a fire sale at Brook Brothers. They you know, they were like, oh, I'm telling all my friends like, how cheap this is. It was great. You know, They were just thrilled about it. The conversation becomes easier and easier. The only thing is you had to bring your own box to pick up the ashes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it was pretty you know, cheap. The, yeah. We are creating a, an environment, healthcare environment now, palliative care and acceptance of hospice care, mm-hmm. and really a, an attention to death and dying because it is so stressful, not just for the person with the chronic or terminal illness, mm-hmm. but for the loved ones and caregivers. And one thing I can always bring out loud and clear, and you've heard me say it way too often, Ron, is it's a time now before you attempt this with your loved one in terms of getting talking about end-of-life issues, is really to assess that with your own therapist, with your own sort of personal confidant, with your own social worker, with a geriatric care manager, because when you start looking within, you're going to be able to have this conversation without. 
You know, the other thing I noticed is that when we get together as a group and it's just all the seniors and we're talking about end of life, um, it is amazing how they will say, my my kids don't want to talk about this, so this is great that we're doing. When I do it, they change the subject or they're like, oh, nothing's going to happen to you. Don't even do that. So when they take that ownership and we do that without the kids and then we always say, now, Take all this and talk to your kids about it and say, this is what's going to happen. may not be how you want to die, but this is what's I going to happen. That. I love that, Peaches. I think you're right. I think what your senses do is give a liberating uh, feeling of honesty and authenticity mm-hmm. that nobody, caregivers, loved ones, relatives, even doctors, and we're doing a whole program uh, with WellMed in terms of getting them in touch with death and dying issues. Nobody really wants to talk openly and honestly. Whereas we all know the saying, we are living, therefore we will die. Yeah. And this is the entire sort of continuum of life. There was an interesting piece in the New York Times, uh, uh, I guess about two months ago. Uh, they did a survey of doctors and found out where doctors want to die is at home. And over 80% of docs, when they go belly up, are at home. They don't want to be in a hospital. They don't want to be in a nursing home. They want to be home. I think almost everybody does. The numbers are staggering. I mean, when you see any national study, it's north of 95% of people would prefer to pass at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I just came back from working with a physician this afternoon at an extraordinarily crowded skilled nursing facility. And for the life of me, um, that is not where I want to be when I pass. I really thought there'd be beautiful value in having loved ones come here. And I think where healthcare is heading, Ron, and, and also to you, teachers, mm-hmm. is that we're going to be bringing hospitals home. We're going to be doing all this work at home. Mm-hmm. So end-of-life issues can actually happen there. Mm-hmm. All right, now stay with us. We are flat out of time on Take 10. We really appreciate you joining us, Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known expert on caregiving and on addiction as well. Peaches Hall, I'm Ron Aaron, and if you want to get a hold of, they were talking about uh, Aging with Dignity, the five wishes, go to agingwithdignity.org, and you can get the papers and uh, and fill them out and get your family looking at a very important issue, uh, end-of-life questions. This has been Caregiver SOS On Air on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. Presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Email suggestions and comments on this radio program to radio at wellmed.net. And join your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel, for another edition of Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.